This is the Irish Rally Podcast brought to you in association with Tech and Tools, your dedicated tools provider focusing on diagnostic test equipment and specialised tools. Visit techandtools.ie for more information and SVS Productions. Hello and welcome along once more to another edition of the Irish Rally Podcast, our second offering of the week. James Leckie spoke with us at the weekend. We released that late on Monday night and the response has been phenomenal. Unbelievable story from James. What a character. Really, really enjoyed speaking with James. When I saw James winning in Killarney, I was only six or seven years of age at the time and to be able to have a chat with him, on this platform was a real pleasure and he's a real gent as well so uh, if you haven't actually checked that out it's up on youtube it's on spotify apple and all those podcast platforms so do check it out indeed uh, on today's program we are looking at all things killarney forestry rally also we're looking back at the euro cables rally from kirkuson last weekend and we'll have a little look ahead to the five mile town on uh, this weekend with the entry list revealed at the time of recording we'll run down through a few big hitters on the list there we will have our class winners from uh, Corky and our class winners from Killarney Forestry and we will be bringing you up to date with all things in Irish rallying as always you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Irish Rally Pod and subscribe on YouTube, Apple and Spotify for free there to be notified of exact release times not everything gets streamed through facebook uh, but it'll always be on youtube spotify and on apple so you get exact release times there so in addition to what we outlined for today's program we will be chatting to jack kennedy who won the j1000s at the killarney forestry rally we'll also be chatting with uh, stephen wright who obviously took honors in the corky last weekend the first round of the northern ireland championship and he will explain to us why he actually hasn't registered for the championship we'll talk the billy coleman award which he won in 2013 his career in rallying since that and how he views rallying now in comparison to how he viewed it back then so plenty to look forward to on the program but we kick things off firstly by hearing from young jack kennedy sligo pallets irish forestry championship kicked off at the weekend and a key feature of that particular championship is, of course, the J1000s, which we uh, love here on the Irish Rally Podcast. We love getting to know these, these up-and-comers. And successful down in Killarney over the weekend, or Castle Island, we should say specifically, was Mr. Jack Kennedy, who joins us with his father, Mark, here on the Irish Rally Podcast. Gents, how are we doing? Hello, how are we, Kevin? Good How's it going, Kevin? Well, listen, Jack, you must have been a happy camper yesterday. Yeah, I was very happy. Now, um, it's very overwhelming, and it hasn't really... Saying yeah, you know, it was only I was only coming out of school there half an hour ago when I found out it was coming on here, so I haven't really got time to actually congest what's after happening. <laughs> yeah, well, I think even what you've just said has kind of messed with my brain a little bit because I just think this is remarkable that you can go and do a rally, uh, win it, and then you're back in school the next morning. So most of the time when I have people on here, they're talking about going to work the next day, um, or celebrating or something. Now. You're obviously probably not legally old enough to have a little drop of what maybe your old boy would have, 
But <laughs> this is your reality. You're you're back for a bottle of coke or a bottle of cadet or something like that, and on to school the next day. So that, that's that's mad enough, I'd say. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fairly mad to be fair. You know, we were we were home there probably about eleven or half eleven, and then up for school at seven o'clock in the morning. Jeepers! And like in the blink of an eye as well. So you probably went down Saturday morning, yeah? Or yeah we went down Friday? Saturday morning, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Saturday morning, overnight, straight into it and straight back. Like it's fairly, it's fairly heavy going, Mark, isn't it? It is heavy going, yeah. Um, I just finished nights actually. Saturday, I do night duty, so I only come off night Saturday morning and then had to get into the van and head to Clarny then. Yeah, yeah so like there's, there's a long day Saturday. There, there are serious demands in it, but I suppose when you see how yesterday panned out for Jack, some some of it is worth it anyway, is you? Ah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it was definitely worth it in the end. In fairness, um. There's a lot of commitment that goes into it and time goes into it and and uh in fairness some great racing yesterday sort of was between the all the juniors in fairness there was only six seconds in it after the first two stages between the top five and um it'd be great if it stays like that for the rest of the year for this close battle yeah and jack even at the end there less than six between yourself and tommy moffat so it was a right ding dong across the day talk us through it yeah it was very fast racing all all day I suppose and there's a good few juniors who went off for the start of the day who we thought may have been a threat at the start and then Tommy was on his toes and then we were trying to keep up I suppose throughout the whole day and we had a bit of a moment on stage five and I thought it was after throwing all away but then we managed to take another 1.4 out of him and then the last one there's still another 1.4 was the gap uh, going into the last stage so we knew we kind of it was now or never was when we were going to win one. So me and Colin, or Colin and I just put the head down and we went for it. Colin O'Toole is obviously a very good friend of mine here on the Irish Rally Podcast and indeed in general. Um, that relationship, how, how did Colin end up in, in beside you? Obviously probably goes back a bit with Mark there, yeah? Uh, yeah, the Colin and the father would be good friends for years. And Colin actually sat in with me last year for Cargan Shore. And, you know, um, so he decided to jump in the, the Navi seat for the weekend. Good stuff. So what did he say to you before you went into the last stage, or did you need much guidance yourself? He didn't say a whole lot now. He just he all he said was go to the finish. So Yeah. So you took the executive decision to just literally uh grind grind the teeth, grit the teeth and uh and go for it and, and be brave, I suppose, and obviously it paid off. Yeah, Tommy I knew Tommy was gonna be hard to beat and I'm sure anyone that's in the J1000 class knows that Tommy Moffat is very fast. And um, so we had to give it all or nothing. Yeah. And just regarding your competitive history. So firstly, what age are you at the minute? I'm 17. 17. And it's only your second year, I think, in the, the J1000s here. And you did a, a sprint or two in late 21. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So... You have a nice bit done for lads your age, considering I'm 32 nearly and have no rallying done. But, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's great. And and last year, obviously, with that whole championship, it must have stood to you uh, going into this year. You got an idea, you got seat time, you got a flavour of it. Um, do, do you feel that has actually been a big advantage to you? Oh, definitely. Um, we started off, well, last year we competed the championship in Nissan Micro that we built ourselves at home. Mm-hmm. And... Last year was just kind of uh, easing myself way into rallying. And then over the summer, we built the Volkswagen up that we have now. And it's night and day difference compared to the, the micro, but 
Um, yeah, it was definitely last year gave us a good boost to get the win in Clarny. Mm. Mark, can I bring you in on that? Because that's obviously a, a lovely thing to be able to say that the two of you went at the car, uh, two cars, obviously, and probably a lot more that we don't know about as well. And now you have something like this to talk about, like. Yeah, we bought that. I got that car last um, summer, just cropped up. So it was supposed to be his first car for the road. And um, so we bought it for a spin one evening because obviously see the difference between it and the micro. So that was our. I came home the next day and here was the whole interior out of the up around the yard. And he says, like, the micro sold, we're going rallying this. <laughs> so I suppose once it came to that stage, I had to get stuck in and give him a hand and, and, uh, Get, get, get it together but he's done most of the work himself in fairness um, I just done behind him shouting in the ear and giving out his boss but he's taken everything on board and um, he sees the preparation that has the winters to get everything reliable and uh, the commitment that it needs to, to get it to the top yeah and that's not always easy lads because Mark you're obviously passing on good advice but it's not every young fella that wants to take the advice from a parent or, or a relative and someone who's not a parent or a relative could say the very same thing and they might listen to him a bit quicker so that's uh, that's good to hear in Jack's case anyway. I'm sure it's not always like that though is it? No no, <laughs> no. in fairness he's, he's, a, he's a good student alright now in fairness he's, he, but anyone, anyone says to him he, he, he'd take it on board and, and um, he'd get down the road a bit quicker when, when people learn from the elderly who's been there before like yeah, because you've quite a history. You're a quick man back in the Nova in the day, and uh, you've obviously kind of maybe set aside now to to let Jack have a crack at it. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I used to be quick, but I and my problem back years ago, I, I might take twenty seconds out everyone on the first stage, but the second stage, I'd be running back up the road then with the OK board. <laughs> <laughs> so trying to get him over that step first was 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 my main aim, and, and get him to finish rallies and and. I suppose I taught him a little bit. I know about driving through car control or whatever, and, and uh, just helped him along that way. But but when it comes to um, competing at the top, I suppose it's like putting your child on the swing. You you don't push him that high in the playground. You need someone else to push him. Like and yeah. uh, that's where Connor Tool comes in. Then he's he's a vast experienced driver, very quick in his day as well, and he knows where he can go hard and where he can't go hard. And I had a fair idea on the last stage. There was the last stage at Mount Eagle stage is um is all downhill and um he goes well on the downhill, so he just told him he's backside back into that seat and pull them belts and let's go for it. Yeah, and I suppose uh <laughs> Colin won't mind me saying this, but uh there's a large cohort in his family that play a bit of football as well down there around Kilbride and Someone can be fiery enough at times. I'd say Colin is probably one of the calmest out of the whole family, so you've, you've fairly landed on your on your feet there with that. And uh, I get on great with the whole lot of themselves, so it'll be no offence taken to that, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, it, it is it is good to have someone, you know, a wise a wise head in, in beside and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I'm even looking at this. This is no great surprise if you're following what, what's been going on because, you, Mark, you touched on consistency. And where you might have lacked it, at least you can impart that knowledge now that that's a must. And if you look at last year, like Jack, you you had uh, a podium there, at least in, in one event anyway, so you're taking on any information, you've learned from it, you're moving forward, and obviously you've got goals in place. You have to enjoy this whole thing, I would say. That's the most important thing, Jack, isn't it? Yeah, and join, I suppose, and everyone, at the end of the day, everyone wants to win, I suppose, but in can't go in favour sometimes, but yeah, but it's learning. It's like what John Kavanagh, the, the UFC trainer, says, win or learn, isn't it? Like at the end of the day, there's going to be 
pardon the expression now, because I know you drive on them, but there is going to be ups and downs, like, in the whole <laughs> thing. So it's it's probably just about, um, you know, being open to learning and taking it on board. And according yeah. to your old boy, you're not going too bad in that department. So onwards and upwards. No, the seat time is crucial. And I suppose getting as much experience as you can and uh, being in the seat as much as you can is, is, is vital because it's not... It's not like playing hurling or football where you can just go out to the field and you can book a ball around and improve all your skills. Like you have to be in the situation and you have to go to race tracks and all that costs money at the same time. So it's kind of it's a lot harder to develop your skills, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So you kind of take in as much as you can while you're at it. The silverware in front of you as well. Obviously, that means a lot for very clear reasons and mark if you want to take this up take it up but uh talk us through it there we can't quite read what's on it but most people will know what we're talking about here anyway yeah when there was a special trophy for the owen Owen mccarty the mccarty family put it up for the first um j1000 winner and um it's an honor to have taylor's route in, in the in the house yeah and jack no matter what happens like your name is on that as the the first person to have their name on it that's pretty cool like yeah, it is fairly cool, and <clears throat> obviously it's a, a very sad situation, what happened last year, mm-hmm. and uh, for my name to be the first name that's on the cup, you know, it's, it's a great honour. Yeah, good stuff. So, uh, if I was to ask you, Jack, what is what is the dream going forward? Um, you seem a very calm and measured type of guy for a chap at the end of the day. What would you like to achieve in this sport? Well, I, I don't want to jump the gun now after we win the first round, but I'd, lo- I'd love I'll be to... A- hey, come here, hold on. I'll be asking this to every J1000 person that comes on with me here this year, so you needn't worry. We won't be accusing you of getting carried away. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. Yeah, I don't want to jump the gun, but I'd, ho- I'd, ho- I'd love to see myself win the championship, and that was that's kind of what the whole idea behind was, building the up and building a proper competitive car for the championship, and... Yes, yeah, so that's that's kind of the goal at the moment. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Calm, measured, assured. I'm liking, I'm liking what I'm hearing there. Mark, uh, you want to talk us through uh, healthy homes there as well? While you have uh, what do you call it, very conveniently placed yourselves in front of it there. We we'll give them a shout out. Yeah, this is your brother's involved in this company. Um, he's part sponsor. We're, we're here actually check, checking our, our bonus check here now, so we are. No, we are. Um, so yeah, in fairness, the Wexford business in I've been supporting Jack brilliant over the years, Trinity Motors and Scanlon Foods, R and W, uh, Limited, Pantire, and uh, in fairness, J and J Services come on board as well now with Colin and that. And uh, without them, it wouldn't be possible. In fairness, and if anyone else in fairness wants to come along to keep the train on the road, it would be would be great. Lads, just a word, I suppose, um, before we wrap it up on on Craig Breen as well. You know. We saw the press release the other day. He's obviously come on board. And uh, Mark, for anyone who hasn't heard or or seen it, give us a little run through and how grateful and how cool this is for the likes of Jack and all the boys involved. Yeah, in fairness to, to Craig, this this is a massive boost for the J One Thousands this year to to push it on another uh, level. Um, the interest now will grow massively. Of J One Thousand cars coming out ever, hopefully, I'd say. And um, the, the prize is ten thousand euros worth in between vouchers and. Uh, and a trip to John Huygens Rally School. I remember John looking for ads, John Huygens Rally School back more than used when I was a young lad and uh, for someone to go there would be, would be fabulous. 
and uh, Greg's experience and uh, his media presence is going to be a massive boost to GM 1000s. And he's hoping to be up at one of those uh, tuition days as well, I think, isn't he? Um, yeah, I'm tuition day in, in Tina on the uh, 11th of April for all the GM 1000s signed up, so that, that's going to be a good day. Yeah, for sure. A fair play to Craig, giving, giving something back already and, uh, you know, hopefully his season continues to be fruitful as well. Jack, Mark, thanks a million. Keep her late. Thank you. Thank you. Turning our attention to last weekend in Corky, and of course it was uh, the York Cables rally, and it was dramatic to say the least, with uh, Stephen Wright pinching it from Johnny Greer, point one of a second in the end. And I'd like to say that Stephen joins us here on the Irish Rally Podcast. Now, Stephen, welcome aboard. How's things, sir? Yeah, I was good. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. Great to have you on, boss. So, come here. Uh, it doesn't really get much more tense or exciting than, than this, so I'll just go straight to it. Talk us through the finale. Uh, it must have been bizarre, remarkable. You must have been quite happy as well, no doubt, when you found out. But I would guess there was an awful lot going on when uh, when all this comes to a head. Yeah, it was a bit of a rush now, really, at, at the end of the last stage, just to see which way it was going to fall. Um, I even, just for, for the crack, uh, when I got home at night, I was trying to start and stop my uh the stopwatch on my phone to see what point one of a second uh felt like and i couldn't even i couldn't even do it really it was always a wee bit above point one so it was it was it was ridiculously tight but that really added to the enjoyment of the day and you know i suppose thank luckily for us it, it, it fell our way so um we got off to a good start and uh johnny made it very very difficult to to hold on to the lead but uh, we managed by the skin of our teeth. Yeah, because you set the tone with a great time on stage one, and it was either you or Johnny fastest throughout, and I think you three fastest times, and, and he three fast times, or something like that. So he had a right good ding-dong, and you've had uh, success, obviously, in Corky previously, I think maybe a couple of years back now at this stage. And as, I suppose, an introduction to being the first round of the Northern Ireland Championship, which I'm going to come to you on that about in a minute, and your decision, I suppose, not to maybe register for it. Um, I find it is a nice introduction to it. So you got the two kind of circuit events typically at the start, and then you got your more traditional, we'll say, stage, stage events, so to speak. Um, what do you think of that as a format? It's good. Like it's 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 definitely a different discipline to stage rallying, you know, and some people like it, some people don't like I like it and, and maybe it, it, it suits me a little bit better. We generally seem to go okay on the circuit events. Um, you're generally pushing maybe more the limit of the car as opposed to stage rally and you're pushing the limit of the road. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely different, but it, it, most of the time the racing's pretty tight there on, on those track events. Um, so yeah, like we've, as you mentioned, we've done Carcaston a few times now or maybe, I'd guess, maybe, maybe five or six times. So you kind of get get to know your way around it um and uh yeah it's, it's always good fun going there um and we kind of i suppose jerry and i were, were chatting about it the night before and we were planning to to give it a bit of a go um from the get-go and, and try and be quick on the first one and yeah like it, it sort of it came to fruition but we actually got got badly held up on the first one so it could have been uh it could have been more which um you know, might have left for a slightly more comfortable day, but I think Johnny then ended up getting a little bit delayed on stage two. So, um, 
but yeah, it was it was a good day for sure. Yeah, and I feel I suppose during COVID in particular, it was an advantage for that championship to be able to start with single venue stuff, just in terms of logistics and and everything and uh, any possible spread that may have occurred because of it and thankfully there was no stories in that regard and thankfully we moved on from all that crack now at this stage um not to say it's not out there but there's a lot less of thought about thankfully and we're actually talking about rallying instead so from your point of view so you won the ni championship in 2019 you've made a decision this year to not register for the championship can you tell us why uh yeah like it, it um the, the Northern Championship is a great championship in in my opinion. It, it's it's very suitable by circumstances. I suppose things are, are quite busy at work and at home and the events are, are nice and compact, uh, generally quite tight racing. So it was certainly on on my radar the championship this year. Um and I suppose a wee bit of, of past success there in two thousand and nineteen always adds to the to the lure of that. So um it was there definitely but for me, like a small aspect that's kind of been um, causing a little bit of frustration is is the start line procedures on these events. So the way it's it's set up at the minute um, is that cars are released basically every thirty seconds as they are on a stage rally, but each stage is two laps of of the same circuit, and you can come round on your second lap and essentially be merging right on top of of somebody starting their first lap. So. It's it's really like there's not too many events where I've been to where it hasn't played a part. You know that might be in uh, it could be in my favour one day, or it could be uh, it could be it could put you down the leaderboard. You know it did uh, it affected us a good bit in Kyrgyzstan last year. So that's something for me this year. Like it it was um, I I just decided that when three of the of the five rounds were quite exposed to that 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 i was um that, that i didn't really want to to commit and, and do the championship and i suppose if i was doing the championship i'd like to have been trying you know to be at the sharp end so i do get like um you know some people just treat it as part and parcel of these events you know and rough with the smooth and it'll balance itself out um, and like I say, I think they're, they're brilliant events, uh, seriously well run and great championship organisers and everything there. But for me, um, that was just something that uh, when I was trying to pen out a few events or what I might start or what I might try and do, um, it, uh, it was a bit of a, a bit of a bit, bit off putting. So um, I think I think that also I'm maybe talking on a bit too much now, but I think. No, no, we're, yeah. people are here to listen to you, not me. So <laughs> by all means. So, uh, like, you know, again, I can't fault the organisers of the, either the championship or, or the events at all. Like, I think I think the MSA might be a bit restrictive in terms of what can change or not change there. So, you know, it, I appreciate it's tricky and I don't want to be, I'm um, certainly not criticising volunteers or anything like that. Um, so, you know, I have been, I've seen, I've seen a fairly simple solution work in other countries and I suppose just in the back of my head I'd like to see that rolled out and you know all of a sudden these events would become more appealing um, but listen that's that's only my perspective and well, what, what is that solution Stephen sorry to cut across you um, was here. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's actually it was it was the year in, in Belgium in uh, 2014 they do quite a lot of loop stages and uh, more so on uh, closed roads but 
nonetheless they're sort of maybe three laps and they can be pretty busy and, and pretty entertaining for the spectators with with so much traffic but basically if um the flag marshal uh you'll, you'll get your start time either in 30 seconds or a minute and the start marshal if there's a car coming to the merge at the same time he'll not release you at your due time and uh he'll then drop the flag drop the flag you go by when you broke the beam so you might have been due at 11 minutes past one and you might start the stage 12 seconds later but you just go by the beam so it seems to work it works well out there um but then it's a different governing body and you know um all this stuff has to be um you know go through all all the motions so um so yeah that was that was really i say that was just my decision not, not to register this year um so but yeah, yeah. so so to, to cut across there then i mean logistically i don't, I don't know how much or how little that, that would add it seems um a, you know a, a solution of of common sense common sense perhaps but from your point of view then having said all this because you won at the weekend is there a tinge of regret now that you haven't registered uh i like i i would um I, I would love to be you know leading the championship after one round and going on but then i suppose there's another sort of um there's another element to it so um I wasn't doing the championship this year, so then I was faced with the decision um, starting the event, was I going to run in class 10 or class 11? Mm -hmm. um, I would have run in class 11 in the last few years in the Northern Ireland Championship, as, as quite a few guys would have. Class 11, I suppose for those who don't know, it's pretty much um, running with a slightly bigger restrictor um, in your R5 cars. Um, gives you a wee bit more grunt, so in my case, I'm still in the Mark 1 Fiesta, which is a little bit, you know, more dated than, than the, the latest spec R5s. Um, and I suppose you also have the WRCs that are still eligible for the championship. So that big restrictor would would sort of bridge the gap. And it had left for, for pretty close racing in past years. But, you know, the championship organisers decided. And I, th I, think the, I think they've the right train of thought, you know, to try and maybe uh, that class 11 scenario is a little bit open-ended and maybe some people will will take it to to different levels but basically class 11 was no longer eligible to score championship points so uh, i had to decide was i going to uh, go in class 11 and and try and uh, you know have a good race with johnny like we have had in past seasons or go in class 10 and uh, sort of try and try and race the the latest technology with seven or eight year old technology which and those track events is is really a non-runner so i went i went for i went for the the class 11 the bit of extra um the bit of extra grunt and you know from my end i, I don't don't regret that at all we had, we had a great day of sport uh, very close racing and uh yeah it was, it was a lot of fun would there be much Difference speed-wise, do you think between yourself and Johnny, uh, in terms of um, not not in terms of uh, of driver now, but you can answer it in that context if you want. Uh, but no, I actually, of course, mean uh, in terms of the machinery. Um, like it's 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 sort of apples and oranges. It's pretty hard to compare. Um, you know, they're in two different classes essentially. So, um, my view on it would be. Johnny and I have both been around Kirkstown a lot of times and uh, I certainly felt like I was uh, 
extracting a good bit out of my my car around the track uh, i know he did as well so um you know I, I don't feel there could be much in it like uh but but who's to know really um i think yeah I, like i think if, if you read some of the some of the uh post event reports and you know i think i think johnny's probably of the view that that, that my package um is is a bit better but uh if you probably were asking me uh i'd probably rather be showing up to that rally in a in a c3 than, than my own car but you know bottom line is we don't really know um we don't really know but um it, it uh, nonetheless it made it made for a good day of sport and like i say i wasn't like uh i, th I think what the championship are trying to do with uh, normalizing that class structures and stuff is probably a good thing you know and it's good to see them moving forward with it i definitely don't don't disagree with with the rationale or anything there and i, I wasn't going out to prove a point or trying to trying to uh you know win the first round in a in a in a non-eligible class you know i was just going there to to try and uh win an event I, i'd won a couple of times before with with the cards that i had so um so yeah it was it was an interesting sort of dynamic i suppose and and things we had to think about in the run-up to this event but you know now that all said and done I, I, everybody'll have their own views but i'm i'm quite happy with with the path we took with it mm -hmm. and just um before we go a little bit into the past uh, what at this moment in time will be your your kind of future plans then this year um, yeah so we're going to midlands in a couple of weeks time so um it's probably i'm kind of a one event at a time for for the most part um, yeah. generally it won't be going too far from home really this year um just again with um time constraints but um yeah i like I done a few events last year, especially nationals at the start of the year, and really enjoyed them. Uh, really been enjoying the sport, to be honest, the last few years. So I like to try and keep my eye in, and uh, you know, blow off a bit of steam the odd weekend, and, and have a bit of fun. That's what it's all about. And look, you're involved in rallying competition wise since you're maybe seventeen. And I know your family are obviously ingrained in it. There's huge uh, connections, and it's a great rallying heartland that you're in up there. But what struck me is it's 10 years this year, correct me if I'm wrong, since you won the Billy Coleman Award. And you've done an awful lot of rallying. I know you're 33 years of age or there, thereabouts, right? But you still have covered an awful lot of ground. You've been to a lot of places, ERC events, you know, had a pop at the tarmac, won the NI. You've seen a lot and done a lot. How much has changed in your mind in those intervening years? Like you mentioned the enjoyment. I, I'm not quite sure if we were interviewing you after winning the Billy Coleman as a 23-year-old or wherever you were back then, that you will have been of the same mindset. Obviously, you've matured, you've learned to enjoy it. You probably took it a lot more seriously back then. Not that you're not taking it seriously now, but maybe it just took up a little bit more headspace and put a bit more pressure on than it might now. I just sense that, Stephen. And by all means, correct me if I'm wrong. No, like I'd say, right, Kevin, like I would have, um, in my younger years, like there were, there would have been a lot more maybe uh, time spent in the evenings or even interfering in the days, you know, thinking thinking about rallying. Uh, you know, life just doesn't really allow for that at the minute. Um, but to be honest, like in, like the way the, my, the, the approach we've always taken to motorsport and 
you know, my dad has, has been probably my biggest influencer and encouragement, but enjoyment's all, always been number one, like uh, the competitive element's always there, but even whether it was the Tarmac Championship or the Billy Goldman or, you know, the season after with, with the Billy Goldman, you know, it had to be something that um, that you were enjoying because there's a lot of there's a lot of people putting a lot of effort into to get into an event, uh, not to mention the, all the costs and things involved. So that was always up there. But yeah, like you would have, um, uh, you know, I would have I would have spent more time um, studying things and thinking about this and thinking about that um, in my earlier years. But uh, yeah, it's it's a bit mad to believe really that's 10 years. So I probably went into the, the Billy Coleman interview with a five year plan and uh, it definitely didn't, uh, <laughs> it didn't point towards here in 10, in 10 years, but you know, um, it, that was just, that was a brilliant award really. And it, it gave me, you know, a, a great year to progress after that. And, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have, you know, uh, probably I may not have made the step to R5 machinery after that, you know, um, it's definitely kept me involved in in the sport. I think, you know, and and you know, at, at a level that I enjoy. If you look at the the memories though that you've you've made, like okay, I get the feeling that you're saying to yourself, right, my five year plan didn't really go according to plan. But think of all the things you've done in that in that period of time and the crack you had and all, which is a very important aspect of it. And then you couple that in with what life actually involves is you get that little bit older and your priorities change and, and stuff like that i mean it's not panned out too bad is it i don't know like listen that five-year plan is a bit in jest uh you know i think everybody goes into the interview with a five-year <laughs> plan um so yeah no the sport has given given me an awful lot like you know even just in terms of a circle of friends as well never mind you know the yeah. experiences so uh what would be yeah. a particular highlight Stephen? then we'll say um, Donegal in 2013 was was pretty up there when when we won Group N myself and Suzanne. Um, you know that was that was uh, a pretty a pretty big win uh, for the Group N uh, category, and you know going on to win the championship that year, and obviously the Billy Coleman as well. Um, I've had a few really um, enjoyable trips out to Belgium, actually post the Billy Coleman year. So we, we went out in 2014 with the funding that, that the Motorsport Ireland um, had given with, with the Billy Coleman Award. But 15, 16 and 17, we went out to a rally in May, which was like sort of half gravel, half tarmac. And uh, a friend of mine out there, um, Eddie Smeets, has co-driven and he's done a lot of the logistics planning and things like that. And we went out there and every time we've, we we had such a ball. Um, so yeah. Things, things like that. Um, yeah, no, there, there's a lot of good memories, to be honest. So it's, it's kind of hard to narrow them down, but those are a few sticking out. And the one thing you've never struggled for is high-caliber co-drivers. And I think that says a lot about you as a, as a driver as well. And I mean, if you go down through, through the list, I mean, Jura, top class, Mikey Galvin, a VRC winning uh, co-driver, folded on the podium recently, of course, with, uh, with Craig and... Um, Category-wise, last year in WRC, pretty pretty sweet as well for, for him. Um, 
we better give Carl Agerson a mention, of course, for all these reasons. <laughs> but like, that's just a few off the top of my head that I'm after listing off, and they're all top top guys. You know what I mean? And I suppose without blowing smoke or being whatever way, I mean, there's a reason why they're sitting alongside you, and uh, you've obviously enjoyed some pretty good partnerships with all of them, and some pretty good memories too. Like, uh, yeah, like I've I, I, I'm so I've been so fortunate with navigators, really. Um, I can't say I've, I've ever had a bad one, um, and yeah, they've all been right right up there. So um, yeah, it it it, it definitely. Uh, it makes the job a lot easier, a lot more enjoyable. Um, Not you know, forgetting your sister, obviously, also too. Before I get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you know, those those were those were um, great years as well. Like, and yeah. you know, like uh, you have a different relationship with every navigator, but like uh, I think Suzanne and I just was probably a different level of of communication, even just as brother and sister, mm. as as with uh, with different co-drivers, and you know that just. That um that was something that, that really really worked. Like she was, um she was brilliant, and we, we had a great few few years rallying together. But um yeah, and uh, yeah, so uh, uh, a couple of my friends gave me a bit of stick for a while that I was uh, chopping and changing a bit. But uh, really, my my plans are quite fluid, so it can make it a little bit hard the last few years to kind of keep uh, keep steady co-drivers. But uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, as I said, generally, I've been lucky enough to have the, the right people alongside me and, uh, you know, help help get some results and, and get a bit of enjoyment. So, Stephen, to wrap it up, because I know we're kind of tight on time, I, I feel like we've spent a lot of this conversation talking, I mean, about the past, which we were always going to do. But we were talking about it, I feel, subconsciously in the context that it's nearly like Stephen Wright has finished up. There's a lot more to come from you, boss. At the end of the day, I mean, this is this is just a particular juncture, and you know, I know you might be picking and choosing and seeing what is happening on a week to week basis, maybe even a day to day basis, right? But I think there's a there's a good bit to come, and all I can say is I, I wish you the very best luck and hope hope works out well. And uh, you know, thanks thanks again for jumping on with us, you know. Thanks very much, Evan. Yeah, no, hopefully hopefully you're right. Like uh, say, I'm, I'm enjoying sport a lot at the minute. Like you know, it's a bit of a you know, I, I love going whenever, uh, whenever you feel like you can, you know, and you're not maybe um, dropping the ball maybe on other fronts. So, uh, so yeah, like I, I'm definitely keen to be out and uh, knock a, knock a bit more out of the sport. So um, yeah, and so yeah, thanks for having me on and thanks for the the good shows as well. It's uh, uh, good to good to um, listen in the evening sometimes. Uh, all the, all the different topics and rallying. Good stuff. I really appreciate that, Stephen. Thanks again for coming on and we'll chat to you again soon. Well done at the weekend. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, so fantastic stuff from Stephen right there. Really interesting guy. Lots of uh, information, lots uh, to share with us and uh, had no problem putting things out on the, on the record and his view and his opinion as well. So hopefully we see lots more of Stephen over uh, the coming years indeed. Uh, on a sad note, we want to pass on our uh, deepest sympathies to the family of Ronnie Bustard, who uh, sadly passed away recently. Ronnie was the 2022 Queensland champion out in Australia, and uh, we just want to pass on our condolences. So um, in Qatar, Larkin Moore finished fifth overall, and uh, Niall Burns uh, not so fortunate there in getting across the line. Uh, some issues saw them. Uh, not able to finish 
the event. So it brings on to our class winners, and we will begin firstly with the Euro Cables Belfast Stages Rally. So we'll run down through the top 10 first of all. So winning the rally was the man of the moment that you heard from a little bit earlier, Stephen Wright, which are Conway alongside, uh, by 0.1 of a second over Johnny Greer and Brian Crawford. Good to see our good friend Brian Crawford in with the next generation of Greers. We know he's not too far away from Johnny at all times, but having sat with Davey and all as well, it's... Uh, it was pretty cool to see him in action there. Armand Lachlan third with uh, Darren Corn fourth, Garth Sires and Garth Gilchrist. Uh, fifth, Eric McGarty and Graham Henderson. Stuart Bigger staff and our good friend Anthony Nestor in sixth. Stuart had a little tumble out on a bicycle, <laughs> which uh, provided us with um, a lovely photo. We made a caption competition out of that, and Derek Flynn, as the name suggests, was in like Flynn. And uh, we sent him out an Irish Rally podcast hat there just for good measure. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Stuart, by the way. But anyway... Uh, Joe McGonagall, 7th with Kieran Ganey, 8th Jason Dixon and Shane Byrne, 9th Darren Gass and Sam Hutchison and Mike McGarty and Damien Gar- Garvey making up the top 10. Moving on to the classes then, so class 1, Jimmy Mills and Ashley Trimble, class 2A going to Kyle White and Sean Tobbing, class 3, Stevie Whitford and Johnny Hart and of course the Micro Challenge, a big, big feature of uh, the uh, Guardian Shores Northern Ireland Rally Championship as well uh, stevie whitford what a what a character we're hoping to have stevie on um very very soon indeed he'll definitely have stories to tell uh he took honors there from philip white and brian rowan and uh, peter dowds in third with stephen dowds uh class four that went to uh carl fallis class five going to jonathan strain class six james kennedy uh class seven then and top two we'll drive home was jason black with Gar black in the infamous starlet uh class eight then went to james convery uh, class 10, Johnny Greer, Brian Crawford, and Class 11, of course, the open class there going to Stephen Wright. So turning our attention to the Killarney Forestry Rally classes then. Class 1 going to Jack Brennan and John McGrath. Class 2, Colin McBride and Liam McIntyre. Class 4, PJ O'Connor and Denny Graney. Uh, class 5, now obviously the, the 1, 2, 3 with the overall. So Mark Donnelly and Stephen O'Hanlon won the rally. Ryan Caldwell and Arthur Kieran second, and Stephen McCann, Tommy Hayes, or Tommy Hay is an absolute institution of uh, knowledge when it comes to uh, Irish rallying. And you know him from the Sprint podcast and from previous media duties as well. And he's not too shabby in the Navi seat. Uh, just uh, in terms of Mark Donnelly and Stephen O'Hanlon, uh, we did look for uh, Stephen O'Hanlon to come on. He got tied up at work, so unfortunately we weren't able to have a chat with him. And uh, Mark Donnelly is very busy too. Um, for uh, very different reasons, which uh, I won't I won't disclose on the podcast just in case he, he would want me to. But well done to the two lads and these. So class seven went to Ray Breen and our good friend Michal Maher. Class nine went to Francis Kelly and Charlotte Egan. Again, good friends of the Irish Early Podcast. Uh, class 10 going to Danny O'Leary and Caitlin O'Leary. Class 11F, Dario Tempesta and uh, Kieran Carroll. 11R going to Shane McCanny and Conor McGurn. Class 12 going to Donald Connolly and Danny McLaughlin. Class 13, Hugh McQuaid and Declan Casey. Class 14, Mickey Conlon and Paul McPhillips. 15 went to Sir Wharton and Donald Falvey. Class 20 going to Derek Marker and Eamon Creedon. And Class 21 going to Jack Kennedy and Colin O'Toole. It was indeed a very, very enjoyable Killarney Forest rally by all accounts. With uh, Mark Donnelly and Stephen O'Hanlon taking the overall win. Uh, 10.9 seconds over Ryan Calwell and Arthur Cairns. That's serious progress from Ryan Calwell. We know that the strides that he's made, but uh, that's a real signal of intent. Patrick O'Brien called it on social media. He said, watch out for this guy. He wasn't too far wrong. Stephen McCann third with Tommy Hayes. Lionel McCullough and Ryan McCluskey fourth. 
Jordan Hohen and Paul Hohen, fifth. Brendan Komaski, Martin Connolly, sixth. Derek Marker, Lehman Creighton, seventh. Gary Kiernan and Chris O'Callaghan, eighth. Ray Breen and Michal Maher, nine. And uh, in tenth, then Ashley Dixon and Martin Brady. So after getting distracted talking about uh, Mark Donnelly and uh, Stephen O'Hanlon, who we wish our congratulations to once more, uh, we'll move back to Class 5. Uh, because with Mark and Stephen winning overall and Ryan Calwell are returning second and Stephen McCann and Tommy Hayes third, it meant the Class win in Class 5 went to Niall McCullough and Ryan McCluskey, Jordan Hone and Paul Hone second and Brendan Comiskey and Martin Connolly third. So we now turn our attention to Five Mile Town, which is on this Saturday course. And uh, Mark Donnelly who we mentioned, successful along with Stephen O'Hanlon, is seated at number one in the Fiesta R5. Viv Hamill, who had a pretty good run of it early doors down in Killarney, uh, he's uh, seated two. Connor McCourt and Caelan McKenna, third. Uh, fourth seated there is Garrett Mimna and J. Barry McCarney. Ryan McCullough and Ryan McCluskey seated fifth. Mark Donnelly and Barry McNulty, sixth. Ryan Calwell and Shane Bourne seated seven. Johnny Leonard and Niall Bourne seated eight. David Condell and Mick Cody seated nine. Great to see Mick Cody back in alongside David Condell for a spin. And uh, Derek Mackerel and Emma Cherry, ten. So that completes the uh, top ten seedings. But there are some heavy hitters beyond the top ten as well. When you go down through that entry list, you see your, your Adrian Hedrington's and your Shane McGurr's. Uh, that ladder will be a sight to behold. Absolutely. So that's what you can expect from Five Mile Town. What can you expect from us over the next few days? So on Friday, we're going to chat to Caroline McGuinness, who many will know from a volunteering sense. She's been, yeah, I suppose incredible when it comes to her contributions to Irish Rally and Beat as a Marshal, Timekeeper. Um, a really, really enjoyable chat. We, we go through an awful lot, and I definitely came away with a, a different perception of, uh, of marshalling after that, even, you know, having done a bit myself, just unbelievable stuff. So that's something you really won't want to miss. Another thing you won't want to miss is on Monday, we are releasing uh, the first episode of The Whole Person, Life Beyond the Stages with Tony Kelly. So that is going to be an absolute cracker indeed. And in other really good news for the Irish Rally podcast, uh, we were doing a little bit of homework on our social media engagement over the past month. Now, bear in mind, we, we haven't really been a full month into the new season, just a matter of weeks, in fact. And Mark Alcor might indeed have something to do with this, but our Facebook post reach at the time of recording, 552,704 over the last 28 days. Engagement, 49,671 and another 583 new page likes. So all I can do is tip me hat and say thank you so much to everyone who is consuming our content in those numbers and engaging our content as well. And thanks once more to Tech and Tools and SVS Productions for coming on board with us. The title sponsorship package is still available, and that is the whole kit and caboodle rebranded if you are interested. It would be the insert title here, Irish Rally Podcast, uh, not just in terms of being on air, but indeed our social media pages and everything would be renamed as such. So if you want to get in touch with us, irishrallypodcast at gmail.com or send us a DM. Uh, you can see we've upped the game, and uh, our response and the engagement figures have really really blown us away and we're so so thankful to you the listener and the viewer for your contributions to the Irish Rally Podcast if you have a general um, I suppose point that you want to make you can also email us at irishrallypodcast at gmail.com or send us a DM also we endeavour to give everyone a fair crack here and uh, that's the way the podcast will always be so that's where we leave it on this edition as we said the interview with Caroline will be released on Friday and on Monday something special to look forward to as well so until next time Take care.
This is the Irish Rally Podcast brought to you in association with Tech and Tools, your dedicated tools provider focusing on diagnostic test equipment and specialised tools. Visit techandtools.ie for more information and SVS Productions.